0: Hey guys, welcome back to the Let's Get Into It podcast. I'm Jen, and I'm here with Judy and Anna. Hey guys. Hey. We really want to thank you guys for listening in to our last episode. Definitely. And
1: Absolutely. Thank yeah.
0: you. Thank you so much. Thank you guys. We, we got a lot of feedback, really stellar feedback on our Unpopular Opinion episode, which we had a lot of fun recording.
1: It's just generally a fun topic
0: to talk about stuff
1: like that. I did get one comment saying that we probably should, if we do a part two, which is probably going to happen, foreshadowing. Have, yeah, some foreshadowing. We have to do like a little bit more of a taboo. You know, get a little bit more than just friends. Is it overrated or we not?
0: We Hathaway. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: like we have to go deeper.
0: Ooh, i like the sounds of that yeah and we'll we'll take feedback from you guys like we mentioned last week we are on instagram so shoot us a dm and let us know if you have any unpopular opinions that you want us to discuss on the podcast doesn't have to be pop culture either no it could be anything absolutely yeah we talk about anything and everything
1: nothing's off the table
0: (laughs) Before we get into this
1: episode, I know it's going to be a serious one. Did you guys see the movie Saltburn?
0: <laughs>
2: yes, I have oh. not seen it yet. Holy shit! What
1: a movie it is! It has that guy. What's that guy's Jacob Elordi? Jacob Elordi from yeah. Euphoria. That's where he, I feel like, did his first big role. It, Anna, you have to watch it. I, I feel like I don't want to spoil it for you. But
0: Say something. Uh, what is it about? It.
1: Uh, Okay, you want to explain, Jen?
0: Yeah, it's a it's a very dark thriller movie. Um, and the way that it was written is just, it's crazy to me. That's what I couldn't get over, the way that this movie was written. It's about basically, takes place in the early 2000s in the UK, I believe. Mm-hmm. And yeah. the whole storyline is about Felix, this rich kid who has an estate, basically. Yep called Saltburn and he takes his friends every summer to this estate and a series of really crazy thrilling events unravel between Felix and one other main character. There's you know, it's, I don't want. I don't want
2: to. I don't want to. I promise to watch it it like, sounds good already. I'm on the hook. I'm yeah.
1: t- when I, dark is an understatement. I feel like it's it, it's there cerebral. Was, there were was some scenes that you're you're like, is that really happening right now? Like, unsettling.
0: It, there were some really unsettling scenes that even I was. It's it's not, uncomfortable a little bit with how deep and dark and twisted it goes and n- gets. Not a lot throws me.
1: Not a lot really, you know, throws me. But when I saw some of those. Scenes, I was like, holy, but not, I guess, because I wasn't expecting it. You know, it's just about this kid who goes home with his friend for the holidays or whatever. Well, I think for I the thought weekend it was or her, for winter summer break or summer for, break, yeah. And I, I just wasn't expecting some of the um scenes, but at, and after you watch it, you'll <laughs> I want to hear you next time, you know. Okay. Like, because I have an it's sort of yeah, it sort of ties into there was mental illness obviously in it. There was a it was a heavy mental illness component, and it t- kind of ties into um, <clears throat> our topic for this week, which is actually very serious. You wanna?
2: I was uh, going to say, speaking of getting head fucky, that's going to lead <laughs> us into our episode. But first, I want to hear if anything maybe interesting happened during your guys' week. I feel like start on a light note and then take you guys down the rabbit hole.
1: Hmm. I mean, I did have a really, really hardcore experience at the eyebrow place, but... Hardcore experience at the eyebrow place. I know. I just, I don't want to talk about it because it involves a lady who, like, she was, I I was going to talk about it, but then I felt bad. I don't want to be disrespectful because this poor woman, she lost, like, three out of her five kids.
0: Oh, my gosh. But, like,
1: the whole point of the matter is it it was, like, such a heartbreaking story, but it... It happened while I was getting my eyebrows done. Like she just started crying and started telling me all this stuff. And she was from another country, so we had to use a Google translator. So it was like a robot talking between us. It was a very oh bizarre experience. Um, photos were involved. It's just and like I said, I don't, I don't, I feel like I'm making like a joke of it. I'm and I'm not making a joke of it. It's it's more of This would only happen to me. (laughs) Like I just went. I went to go get my eyebrows done, and this lady just like told me like the most deepest, like most horrible stuff that happened to her. Cried with me. Like I, I was just like I felt so sorry for her. But the one good thing about it is that I was thinking about it on my way home, and I was like, here's this woman who is probably 30 years older than me, probably. Well, definitely from another you know, a different country, different a well, total different walk of life, different religion, <clears throat> race, you know, raised differently and used to different uh, you know, totally different. But there's just so some universal truths that just like are the same or universal what's the word I'm looking for? Just like just universal like emotions that are just across no matter how different people are and it's so crazy how it's like despair and and love and grief and sadness and stuff like that and it just was like a sobering thing to think about how those such strong emotions like that run run across every human really you know i I don't know I just thought it was interesting when you think about it because we're just such different. Me and this woman were so different, but yet the emotions are still there. It's just amazing how you could just come from all different backgrounds and different countries, and and just the, the, the most important things in life are still the same across the board. If that makes sense, like you yeah, know,
0: it is. It's a. It is. It's crazy to wrap your hand around when you think about it that way too. Yeah, that deep down we all feel we all have feelings and things hurt we all carry trauma Judy I
2: know you had a high point of your week at my expense oh I sure did well wait should it be the
1: Uber driver that I had the other uh, the other night that was telling me all about his life that I didn't want to hear about and listen he was a very nice he was a (laughs) he was a very very nice driver Talked the entire way. Told me, kept apologizing that he was talking. Was cognizantly aware that he was talking like that. When not stopped. Literally told me his whole life story how he's a, a poker dealer. He's, he does this on the side, this on the side. He talked about his family. Talked about, talked about so much stuff. Talked about crazy Uber stories, which I thought would be a really cool episode at one point, you know. But. Um, one of the stories he told me was about a girl he picked up, and she was. (laughs) He's like, yeah, I thought it was weird. She sat in my front seat. She was 18, uh, and he was. He said he was 55. He was 18. She's 18, and I had to take her into the city. And it turns out that she's a a call girl. And I was like, oh, I was like, she just told you that, or. And he was just like, yeah, she just came around, and, you know, she had the heels on, and I was like, okay, well, you know, are you sure that it was a cold girl? And he's like, oh, yeah. And then when I pulled up, you know, I, I dropped I dropped her off at this guy that I would just, he's like, I just wanted to throw up, you know, and he just looked so old and disgusting, mm. and, you know, I saw, so I just said, well, maybe it was a sugar daddy, you never know, who knows, but... The gross part was that he was just like, don't get me wrong. I mean, 18-year-old girls
0: are beautiful. Oh, and I was like, oh, yeah. I was like, they ripe. Yeah. <laughs> he generalized it to 18-year-old girls. Like, it wasn't no longer a conversation no. about the just this girl. He just thinks. He, he was like, don't get me
1: wrong. I'm I'm still a human, even though I'm 55 years old. Okay, I'm 55 years old or whatever I am. I'm still I'm still a man or whatever, and oh. you know most men you know who's not what what meant he said what man is not gonna i
0: look at an 18 year old girl it's I, a I, weird confession I, to come out with in an uber ride so i mean like, one can
2: assume it but to a flat out say yeah it is weird. but
1: here, here's i don't feel like i don't assume i feel like 18 is young it's barely legal
2: that's what men like like from a biological standpoint somebody who is like healthy enough to bear children <laughs> mm, i guess like an 18 year old girl apparently I don't know. I guess I just
1: thought of my younger cousin who's twenty one, and that's a couple years older than that. And I, I just it was just weird because he very friendly the whole way, and I, it just talked my, my ear off. But I'm used to that shit. But but
0: yeah, that you brought that up the first episode that people just open up to you, and this that, is now the second story just this week where
1: people just opened up that, to you. Oh. That's the only why I'm That's the only reason why I'm bringing it up because I feel like no matter where I go. No matter where I go, somebody is going to tell me their whole life story and stuff. That's so personal and everything. But and like I said, he threw me with the eighteen-year-olds comment. He's just like, yeah. and, and what he did was you say to that? And stuff.
0: I was like, do you I, was just, just, I like, hate just uh, laughing something inappropriate like that off. I
1: was just and like, well, eighteen. I was like, I mean, I understand men look. I said, I said, I was like, I understand men, men look. But I was like, eighteen's kind of young. I was like, I kind of, I did try to laugh it off a little bit, but I was like. 18's a little, you know, a little risque. He's like, oh, no, don't get me wrong. Like, he had this, like, heavy broken accent. Mm. I was like, I don't know. It just made me want to bomb.
2: It's all fun and games until they try and have a conversation. And then men are like, oh, she <laughs> yeah. is a child here. Like, yeah, maybe exactly. had epiphany beforehand, dude.
1: Oh, it was bad. It was it was a little weird, so, but, Yeah. Shout out to the Uber driver, and God bless that uh that lady that did my eyebrows. I, I like it. Yeah. I literally was like, should, should she? I wanted to invite her home with me. Yeah. Because I felt so sorry for her. Like I Aww. really
2: did. I want to shout out that call girl too. Poor thing. Yeah. I mean, she's making money hand over fist. Yeah. Unless uh, that's what, what she cost. wants to do. Yeah. And eighteen is
0: young to get <laughs> into that.
1: And what's even weirder is the Uber driver was into the fact that she was eighteen. Right. So I mean,
0: I mean, yes, I understand that eighteen is
1: legal, but. Ugh.
0: You yeah. know, and how, like to to just recite that whole story. How many times have you also told it to your passengers in the car? Like, are you? Oh, I
1: know. Thinking, and
0: that. Why are you thinking about it so much? And that
1: mm-hmm. was like that was one of like, fifteen no ten stories he told me. Oh so. my gosh! Yeah. And in a twenty five minute Uber ride. So I was going to say, how
0: long? And where were you headed? Yeah,
1: maybe I think it was on Adderall. I don't <laughs> know. Maybe <laughs> yeah. not Adderall, but like you know, uh, just something that was really speeding him up because I was like too hyped up to be just he, driving he, around in his Uber. Dude, he, and he kept just he like I said, he just kept. He just kept saying, I'm so sorry I'm talking so much. Hmm. Please just tell me if I'm talking so much. I know I could hear myself talking. Like, what am I supposed to say? Yeah, you are, motherfucker. <laughs> like,
2: I mean. be like, if you want a five star rating, you're going to shut up. That's <laughs> a
1: weird. I, and I had time. my AirPods in. I oh had my God. AirPods in. And, oh. and he's, but with my hair back. So he saw that the AirPods were in my ear. I, it was just, it was another weird situation. But, uh, and Anna, you made me. You made my week with the comment that you made. Go ahead.
2: Oh, my gosh. So, to get funky, we did a photo shoot specifically for this podcast. You know, I'm just laying out outfits. I text the ladies, see what they're wearing. Jen had in consideration a black turtleneck. Funny enough, so did I. I thought maybe we thought we were going to, like, a book cover shooting. I don't know. But... I said I had contemplated a black turtleneck as well. However, like, am I really going to pull off the Steve Jobs look? I mean, I don't personally, I think that's meant for Steve Jobs and not me. He's not a billionaire dickhead. <laughs>
1: That she, tell, that she tells me, she's like, I don't want to look like somebody on a book cover. I don't want to look like an author on out a out book cover. And she's right, because all books usually do have like the person in black and white You're with right. like, the, the mock turtleneck, right?
2: <laughs> yeah, a good mock neck. A solid mock neck. <laughs> Stiff mock neck. Yes, Tur-
0: yes. <laughs> Turtlenecks are my go-to, though. I do think like, a turtleneck with a blue denim is just always chef oh. kiss, perfect, clean, put together. But maybe I am walking around looking like Steve Jobs. So no. we're heading to a book cover signing.
2: <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'm Steve Jobs at work. Oh, I wear that black turtleneck. All the time.
0: Uh, I, say, I, I have I mean, seven of them. I, I have so, neck. every year I buy a new black turtleneck. I really, I, I love it. So I, just, I, yeah, I just hate turtlenecks. I just hate that
1: feeling. I, I, my, I, that's probably an right unpopular
0: long. opinion. No, that's probably a popular opinion.
2: It could be overstimulating, yeah. like feeling that rubbing on your neck all day. It's, yeah, it's I just want to rip, rip it little. off,
1: especially if it's wool. Oh hell no! Oh, oh, no,
2: what sweating. sadist is going to get a get wool sweating. turtleneck? <laughs> yeah, really, what are you?
1: No, the, the book people, <laughs> then the authors.
2: They want to look <laughs> fuzzy and welcoming.
1: And so I'll, I'll shoot. I've just been just visioning you in in like a black mock. Turtleneck.
2: I'll wear one With for like, you, I promise. On a
1: book. On a
0: book. <laughs> With <laughs> a teeny pair of glasses on your, <laughs> on your face. Doing like pre- presumptuous like faces. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Looks, looking
2: like I'm judging you from my book cover. Yeah.
0: <laughs> right through the cover. Absolutely.
1: So let's get right into the meat and potatoes of the.
0: Yeah, of the episode. So today we are going to be talking about Munchausen's By Proxy and i'm sorry munchausen syndrome by proxy and some other psychological disorders we ended last week's episode talking about gypsy rose and some of our listeners were intrigued by that they wanted to hear more about it so we are going to touch more on gypsy judy has a, another case of munchausen's that she'll touch on and anna has a, uh, interesting story about another psychological disorder that we'll get into. But we do want to trigger warning this episode because in today's episode we do talk about psychological disorders and very explicitly as i just mentioned Munchausen syndrome by proxy. And definitely
1: we're not making anything light of it of this just you know it, the way we talk can make it sound like we're making light of certain things just because we just joke around uncomfortably and but We know how serious of a topic this is, but it's incredibly fascinating. And not to not to correct you, but I did when we were doing research. They do did the DSM psychiatry thing. They changed it to factitious disorder. Whatever, like oh, they changed the name of Munchausen
0: by proxy to what was it?
1: Factitious disorder by proxy, which is I mean, I it's stupid.
0: I wonder why a name change of a like psychological disorder. Like, what makes that happen? That I don't know.
2: A Maybe. bunch of stuffy psychologists and psychiatrists come together and just yeah. decide one day that they're gonna make a decision. Absolutely,
1: name, it's just such a fact. And I think at this point, a lot of people have known about Gypsy Rose because she's like came out gun blazing out of the, out of jail. She has such a huge cult following.
0: I mean, I know that she's all over social media, and we're seeing a lot of influencers take videos and photos with her, and there's silly videos of her. I, I don't know. I do find it a little weird that she's mm, being... A little superficial, maybe? Yeah. I, I think it's... When you really think about what happened in the case, and that she did conspire and premeditate murder upon her mother... I understand what she went through and how she was abused, but I just it's a little unsettling to me to see her out in this celebrity light with a bunch of influencers that we all know and love. Well, I think when it comes down to it
1: is that regardless of the circumstance, I guess murder is murder, you know, and she she did co-conspire and buy a knife and right. did the mom have it coming to her? Yeah, in right. my opinion, but <laughs> sorry. But at the same time, uh, you know, like I said, it's, at the end of the day, it's still it's still murder, and she is. I don't know. What are you? What are your thoughts, Anna?
2: I wonder how much of that is the interviewers wanting her to put that on, and she's feeling the pressure of that. Because I okay. did I did watch one Lifetime uh, interview with her, and she had to physically keep reminding the interviewer that she had done something wrong in killing her mother so i wonder i've seen that too yeah yeah. i wonder how much they lead that versus how much she is putting it on for maybe herself or like just to not be a downer on the situation i don't know
0: yeah it's just it's just it's different it's different i feel like i've never seen it in this light such a serious yeah crime committed against you know i know and i and i know what you're saying and seeing too anna because i've seen that too like she admits like what i did you know it's it's not right i mean even on the view she she'll she says you know murder is not right but um
1: she so i was talking to someone and they said that why she had she should have been cognizant enough to maybe just say like get help you know and and but i don't I don't At know the same if there is time help she felt like Yeah, that. I think I think she felt so trapped. I think she felt trapped and and I think the mom just stopped her from like talking to everybody.
0: Yeah, well, I I did I did do a lot of research on her mom DD because as I see this on social media and I've watched the show The Act, which is explicitly about Gypsy, I wonder like why and how DD really did get away with doing what she did. And in a lot of the stuff that I've read up on, um, like one of the, like she... Basically, it was recognized by people amongst her, people close to her, such as her family. Um, but there was an article that I read about Dee Dee, who was living with her father and her stepmom, I believe. And she it's she was basically acclaimed to have been poisoning her stepmother with Roundup in her food. Oh, wait, um, so she was poisoning her own mother? She was poisoning her stepmother okay. while she was living with them. Um, because her stepmother was basically on to her behavior towards Gypsy. And oh. it was stated that they didn't agree with basically how she was raising Gypsy because of how she was raising her, you know, like we... And how do doctors not pick up on that? Come a doctor did pick up on it. There was a pediatric doctor that did pick up on Dee Dee's behavior mm-hmm. with specifically yeah. with Gypsy's muscular... Dystrophy, dystrophy. dystrophy, yes. Um, and he basically told Dee Dee, "I don't know why you have her in a wheelchair. You know, we've done MRIs, we've done other testing. She can walk." And then Dee Dee basically just cut that doctor off and stopped taking Gypsy to that doctor, so she would kind of doctor shop to keep Gypsy mm. in the position that she was in.
1: That's a big part of the, the syndrome itself, is, uh, and that that's a big red flag is when somebody they move their family around. And doctor shop too. Once they feel like neighbor, or friend, or anybody is on to them, he, they move. They move and they get another doctor. And I believe in Gypsies, didn't didn't all like her records get destroyed in Katrina, supposedly?
0: So her mother said, yes. Right. In, in Katrina, she lost all of her records. And that's what gave, I believe, her the opportunity to... Forge her birth certificate and take years off of her life and make her younger than she actually really was. Um, but yes, she said that all of her medical documents got destroyed in Hurricane Katrina. And to think that the doctors were just like,
2: it seems, seems it, legit. <laughs> like, yeah. Seems legit.
1: Okay. Seems yeah. Like just give me a list of everything that. I, I, it's it's crazy. It's really it really is crazy. It's so sick.
0: It is so sick. It is and like. So many times I Googled, like, why did Dee do what she did? Why, why, why? And always what comes up is just because she had this disorder. Like, that's the why. Like, the, the motive was, in some articles that I've read, for control. You know, she took her out of public school. She homeschooled her. That was her biggest form of control to keep her out of the outside world and what's really going on and knowing more than just this house. I mean, she'd barely even let her go outside, and
1: this is where my opinion might be a little bit unpopular with this, is that Munchausen, it doesn't, it doesn't when I was researching it, it re- they really are having a hard time placing what type of disorder it is. They, it's not psychosis because there's no break from reality because the person who's doing it is fully cognizant and aware of what they're doing. It's not like they're breaking from reality and they, they really think their kid is delusional. Oh, I mean, I'm not delusional. They, they think that their kid is sick or... So they don't really think that their they, kid is sick. They know they, that they're, they're not. They know, exactly. They know what they're doing and they know what they're doing is wrong. Hmm. So that it's it almost straddles more of a personality disorder where it brings in like narcissism. Like it, there's traits of narcissism, traits of um, obviously sociopath, anti-social anti, uh, disorder, uh, personality disorder, which... And and another psychiatrist was was saying how it's not malingering like and I looked up what malingering is and that's like if you call out sick for work or something and you just want to take a day yeah, off yeah that's you know? what
2: malingering is exactly
1: and it's they, it's crazy how there's <clears throat> no real. did you find any research about like is any structural brain changes and stuff or brain chemical issues Mm. and
2: stuff so i looked into the brain of somebody with munchausen syndrome basically every structure of the brain is affected in a different way from your normal person it's like your frontal cortex it's it's almost every part of the brain has like an enlargement or it's deficient in like and to me it brings it back to like this is such an ambiguous disorder you know it's it's being a psychopath or a sociopath. It's almost like borderline personality disorder, where you're seeking the attention. It's narcissism, where you don't have insight to change yourself.
1: So true, and I think that uh, that the biggest the psychiatrist that I was listening to was saying that the main thing that they want is attention. -hmm. Is attention. That's the main thing that they want is attention. From
0: who, though? The
1: person that they're. Their peers. Okay. uh, Their their neighbors, friends, family. They want to look like mother of the year, father of the year. Okay. Okay. They want to, they make, they. Throw themselves on social media. They, they make themselves known. It's not like they're hiding in a corner in a house doing this. To and a that kid.
0: and that was really done with with Didi and Gypsy. I mean, she she yeah. really the Make a Wish Foundation, Make a Wish right? Foundation, Habitat for Humanity built them a house. I mean, they were living in a house built for and funded upon Habitat mm-hmm. for Humanity. Unbelievable. Um, I think that she had. Um, gypsy go to a special olympics or something of that nature and she won an award for kid of the year um so you're right she did bring a lot of light to her daughter
1: jen i have a question i know that you did a lot of research on her but did and i'm basing a lot of my stuff on the act on hulu (laughs) a lot of it is really accurate so from what i've researched what I don't understand is how she went so quickly, Gypsy went so quickly, she realized what was going on, sort of, with the, with the mom. And she got the laptop and started talking to the, the boyfriend, right?
0: She got the laptop and I think first started her own Facebook account. Then right. she went on a dating website where she connected with the boyfriend. Right, it was like, yeah. Christian Mingle, Christ- something yeah. uh, something along those of lines. Of course it was. <laughs> yeah. Come yeah. on now. <laughs>
1: so my my... My thing is but she went right from like that from like the princess Cinderella gowns to like BDSM. Did you see that? <laughs> yeah, I did see that on the
0: act. I think that she that's a big jump. <laughs> I... That's a big jump. Right?
2: <laughs> I guess when you have no concept of how old you are. <laughs> I mean, that's true.
0: which is also so crazy to think about. But I think that she slowly was uncovering her mother's truth and what she was really doing. I think it was slowly occurring from overhearing doctors chatting to recognizing that, you know, if she would ask her mom for something such as getting a feeding tube changed or removed or realizing she could eat sugar and her mother inflicting more and more control and abuse whenever Gypsy would kind of try and take a step out of where she was Um, I think that's it was a slow to answer your question it it kind of slowly evolved evolved, correct and of course when you're watching the TV movie it it just looks
1: like she's jumping from right from the Cinderella ball gown to the wig and
0: like and and you know Gypsy hasn't even watched the act and she says that she doesn't know if she will in an interview. Yeah.
2: I can see that, especially if it's so accurate. I mean, this disorder is so next level that mm-hmm. even television doesn't have to dramatize it. I think that says a whole lot.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I do have some highlights I do want to bring up on the case just while we're talking about it. Um because I didn't mention this earlier, but the abuse from Dee Dee to Gypsy started by the time Gypsy was only three months old. So, but I'm, from what I've read, I think that it was kind of somehow in Dee Dee, something was in her that was wrong and off before Gypsy was even really born because she was 24 when she got pregnant by Rod, who's Gypsy's father, and he was 17 at the time.
1: Oh, oh Isn't there that you go. Statutory
0: rate? He yes. was 17 at the time. So that's and pro- I found that's that, problematic. <laughs> I found that interestingly weird. Yeah. Maybe because she was just looking for a sperm donor to have that kid to really ignite a catalyst. Yeah. And, and I mean, yeah. Yeah. Because I didn't find much information on. Like, if she was, like, longing for a child or whatever that case may be. But I did find that. And, yeah, by the time that Gypsy was three months old, her mom basically was convinced that Gypsy had sleep apnea. So that is the point that it all started at.
1: What about in, in, the, in the act? You watched it, right? Mm-hmm. What... Wh- there was that the, towards the end they showed the episode where they show Patricia Arquette's character Didi's Dee, Dee mom. Is that her mom or yes. her stepmom? I think in the show it's her mom. And I guess they were trying to allude to the fact that she was like almost like like really kept putting Didi down. Is that is yes. that was that real or like?
0: Well, there she did. She was poisoning her stepmother. She was living with. Her stepmother and her father and she was poisoning her with roundup and then once the father basically kicked her out of the house the mother's illness basically because the mother was becoming ill from this right being poisoned mm-hmm. the mother um recovered and she was healthier once Dee Dee left the home mm-hmm. so i think that there is some truth to that that we see in the show where she is kind of putting her mother down Oh um, well, no the mother the mother was putting the mother was putting Dee, Dee down oh
1: like that that's part of the that was one of the episodes in the act towards the end remind me it it shows like a flashback to when she when G- Gypsy was born uh-huh. and she you know Didi takes the baby home or whatever and the mom comes and is like, oh, you're not holding the baby right. You know, oh. Let me feed her. Yeah, so Okay,
0: I, yes. I'm sorry. I, I thought you were talking about when the mother was sick in the bed. Yeah, no. And I don't know if that was the
1: stepmom or the or the birth mom but of Dee Dee, but it, like, I feel like they were trying to foreshadow the fact that she had some sort of, I guess, trauma with, with that. That I, brings I don't know. a
2: whole other component into it because maybe the put-downs gave her like these delusions of grandeur that now I'm the super mom. I have to Perform a certain way. I have to get this level of attention from being a mother.
1: It could be that she tried to overcompensate, but I, I, I think, I don't know. I, I think that it's this type of disorder. It's really hard to rationalize, uh, no it's matter like what way we put it. It's like every
2: symptom culminated into one thing, like grandiose <clears> behavior, <throat> um, no insight. It's just it's something it's else, really.
1: And and with um my uh, my the my case study that I looked at Lacey Spears which people don't really hear about her I haven't no I'd like to get into this yeah Yeah. for sure so Lacey Spears and I don't have all the details like I of course forgot my notes but Mm -hmm. (laughs) what else new Um, so Lacey Spears was she's also nicknamed the salt mom like salt that you put on your food Mm -hmm. kind of thing it's really sad she had she actually killed her kid it ended oh up with God. murder. Oh, my God. Yep. Yeah. And um, basically, I, it, this happened. The kid, her son was born in 2008. So this is a while ago. And um, nine days old or something, he already started having like problems. And they had to bring him back and forth. She brought him back and forth to the hospital. And... They couldn't find what was wrong with him. She kept saying... Her big thing was saying that he was like failure to thrive. He wasn't eating or drinking. So he wasn't taking the formula or breast milk, whatever it was. And the doctors believed her. They, they gave him a feeding tube. Oh, my God. And um, that's how it started was with the feeding tube. Then she said that he kept um, aspirating, like the food kept coming up, the formula. And they did a surgery, which is very rare... Um, where they were able to stop him from vomiting by, like, sewing up the, sph- the sphincter. Uh-huh. I, I hate that word, but <laughs> he just sew up the esophageal sphincter, basically, so that he can't throw up ever, basically.
0: Isn't that, is that a, a proof? Sur- that's a yeah, surgery it's that's it's called, done? like, a
1: fun, fundos. It, it's, a, it's a long word with an F, yeah. Oh, my gosh. I mean obviously it's a very Is rare rare surgery I don't I've, I've never heard of it before until I was reading up on this. So wow. he had this poor disorder. I mean he had this um surgery and then people started to get on So Then she moved to Florida and mm-hmm. then she moved the kid to Florida and the Florida um in Florida I believe that they told her about a compound or like a commune type place or whatever. Just to
2: make it weirder. (laughs) God damn.
1: That was in actually in upstate New York. It's actually like yeah, pretty close to home here. And it was in upstate New York. Yeah. And these Florida people were like, oh yeah, you know, you should take him to this compound, you know, and he'll he'll thrive there. It's it's a it's a commune of people and it's farm to table sustainable living hmm. or that's what they were saying and who, who told who somebody, that she, somebody <coughs> excuse me somebody that she made friends with in florida the woman made friends with in florida so she takes the kid to, to this new york upstate new york and um she, now he when he's left alone some of the neighbors notice that this kid's scarfing down food and she keeps telling them, "Oh, he has no appetite." You know, he is, you know, my baby. My ba-. and, oh, makes a huge social media page. the The poor kid's name was uh, Garnet, like mm. the gemstone.
0: Yeah.
1: And he said, um, "I'm sorry." She made uh, a website that was like, you know, you know, help us support Garnet in his life journey. And documented all his illnesses, and oh, we had a setback. to Say like a, like a blog online. Big air quotes on illnesses. Exactly, and it, it that it that's so fucked up. to Just to, you know that you're putting that out there on social media so that everybody's like, oh my god, you're such a good mom. Pining. Yeah. Exactly. Look at you. Like look at what you're doing. You 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 know you brought him to the sustainable living place where he's gonna like get better and. The fact that she updated so much on this blog, it was it was so creepy. And then, what um, it culminated in the fact that years went by. He was I think I believe he was nine years old at that point. He was still had he still had a peg tube, a G tube, um, a feeding tube. Sorry. And um, uh, what happened? Uh, they like I said that the the neighbors started to get a little suspicious because when she was away or when she walked away, he was eating food and he was fine. So. Something there was a catalyst, I believe, and she she once she saw that people were getting on to him, she brought him to the hospital and said he is having major seizures. She told that she reported that he was having seizure activity at home, and they admitted him to the hospital. They held they did an EEG, you know, um a whole test where he's being recorded the whole time to make sure that the that the brain activity is okay and that there's no actual seizures. A few days in the hospital, they come back in they say hey listen he has a clean bill of health he hasn't right. seized he has, there's no issues then there's footage of her because it's there's still a camera in the room from for the eeg uh, test and she has something in her hand and she takes Oh my takes goodness. The kid. I
0: did I did see this on oh, um, on social media yes I didn't know that this was that oh, case
1: it's terrible and yeah. she takes him off camera probably like they said to the bathroom and then brings him back to the bed, and it was probably the most disturbing footage that I saw on YouTube. It was, he was writhing around the bed. He, he was not only seizing, but he was trying so hard to vomit, and it was so sad because of that, that surgery. Oh, my God. Oh my God. I, I was, like, crying watching this video. It was so disturbing. It was so disturbing to see. And then the police, um, then then they came in there, and the, the the staff is like, "What the fuck? He was fine, you know? Like, what's going on?" You know, they tried to stabilize him, but then he became brain, brain dead and um, died. Oh
2: my god! And then
1: the, yeah, the police got involved, and uh, oh,
2: then the police get involved. Nice,
1: you know. I... I, that's why I, I forgot. Uh, unfortunately, I forgot how the police did get involved, but they got involved while he was still, while you know, right after he passed, and she, they were like investigating more, and it was just, it was so terrible. It, she, there's footage of her on that EEG machine of of her laying in the bed after the nurses and doctors left the room and said, you know, I, there's, you know, your your kids has a clean bill of health. Line, and they matched up her google searches cuz she was on her phone searching on oh oh google. They matched the time up of the google search with her time that she went into the bathroom with the kid. Get him. What was and in her google search? How to salt poison your kid. A fast. So and and that this part of was where I don't oh understand. God, so she basically disgusting. gave him like a lethal amount of sodium. So then she calls a neighbor <laughs> when she's being investigated. She calls a fucking neighbor that's in the commune and is like, Listen, the police are investigating me for no reason, blah, 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 blah could you please go into my house and throw out all the G-tube, like the the feeding tube bags that, that have the... Because
2: mm, they could test them, probably. Correct.
1: And, and the neighbor goes and does it. Like, Why did uh, I thought asked. the neighbors were on to know. her. She did, but then she did it. I think this neighbor, and I could get it, be wrong, but I think the neighbor did it and then called the cops after and was like, listen, I threw these things out, but I probably shouldn't have kind of thing. And the cops tested it, and it had it had huge amounts of sodium in it. So she was slowly poisoning him with salt. That's why they call her the Salt Mom. And then they then they had they test like I said they tested it. They they have the the footage from the the, um, the hospital. hospital. They have the footage. They have the the neighbors' testimonies. They have the actual formula that they that the G tube feed. And it's just a shame, because if you saw the footage, uh, it was bad. It was bad. This poor kid, he was, like, trying to throw it up. Whatever she gave him, he was trying to throw it up, and and he had that surgery, so he couldn't throw it up. So he was writhing around the bed. This poor fucking kid died. And then he got, she got, I'm sorry, um, 20 to life. Like... Just give life. Why? Why twenty to life? Mm.
2: You know the justice system.
1: I, I mean, come on! Like you, you, you've been you've been poisoning your kid literally since nine days that old. Deserves
2: the chair. Absolutely,
1: absolutely, absolutely. You've you've been hurting him since nine days old, and you ultimately killed him. So I, I it's just so I don't understand thinking. how it's twenty a year and then uh, and the um, I mean twenty to life and the. The cop was like the cop was just like yeah you know the way she was at the in the courthouse. It's one day she was like sad, one day she looked like scared, one day she looked like she was like couldn't be bothered. She didn't know how to act. Correct, correct. And the whole thing was fucking documented on social media, so people could just praise her as she's poisoning oh this poor God, little boy. Oh God, I
2: just got goosebumps
0: from that. It just is, and this yeah, is when just you think one, about it like that, yeah, that is so.
1: And, I think it's and all, fund
0: her probably. There was probably a fund set up, and uh, just to support that, and not know. Absolutely, and, and I think it's also important to know that
1: it's not even just. It's not only Munchausen or factitious disorder by proxy, but you could also do this stuff to yourself. That it's just Munchausen syndrome, right? And and there's a lot of people who do that, and they'll like drink bleach and then end up in the mm-hmm. ER and and stuff like that. And and again, all across the board, all the psychiatrists I were I were, I was listening to all said the same thing. It's the only reason that they're doing it is is allegedly for the attention, which to me is just like, it's not like us where we it have even crazy health anxiety. Me, but I, <laughs> you know, we think that we're sick. It's right. not like it's not like that. You know, it's not it's not like that. It's not like malingering, trying to get out of work. It's not trying to get funds. It's not trying to get money either. Because that was another thing a psychiatrist test, test um, you know, uh, said about that their motive isn't even really to get money, even though they do go GoFundmes and and all that kind of stuff. It's not even. Money isn't even a motivating factor when they really did close studies with these people. It's literally just the attention and the coddling from the people around them.
0: It's yeah, I, 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 but I, what were you going to say, Anna? No, go for it, Jen. Because you touched on the brain aspect of it and what's common and seen in people with these cases but I wonder if there is something about it that stems deeper emotionally upbringing childhood but it's like I don't even want to relate the two because nothing makes it excusable no I and I feel like I go ahead
2: I cannot believe the commitment and dedication on these people. It's insane. I can tell you one thing they definitely don't suffer from is depression by that's any true. aspect. Right, to like, get your yeah. ass up and move to Florida just because somebody's on you, I mean, com- that's de- dedicating your whole life to this now.
0: Yeah. And, and I wonder for Salt Mom's case, like, what what's the remorse like after the fact? Like like you're saying in the courtroom, she was up and down basically, but like what's the true, is there remorse? Are there feelings? Probably
1: not because she, because I believe that, it, I, in my opinion, I feel like like it's a socio, it's antisocial behavior. So, you
0: think they don't really I, I, no have emotion? Yeah, emotion. I, I, don't just, so. I don't think so. I don't think that's I, dangerous. Yeah, you, can't, that's, that's good dangerous. Faith.
2: you can, in good faith, right. kill a random person on the street, let alone your kin. I mean, right, and um, I, I, I also
1: think that. Oh, I don't know where I was going with that I just I got tripped up by, by you saying the word kin
2: <laughs> <laughs> sorry I speak like a, an old grandfather telling a story <laughs> I did I got <laughs> well our family Steve
1: Jobs said the word kin I love it <laughs> But yeah, it's it's really such a messed up, and it's weird because in practice, I feel like I see mild, very mild, obviously mild forms of Munchausen syndrome. Wow. I don't know if I, I honestly, me and um my friend Catherine, my my co NP that I work with, we there's a couple that we think you know just come in for, but I think it's like a super mild form of their own, like they just. Like Like,
0: hypochondria almost. I was just going to say, like, yeah, that. Do they cross somewhat? So we we definitely
1: have our hypochondriacs, including myself, um, (laughs) that that are there. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) (laughs) um, But then we also have a couple that come in and uh, we're like, uh, not that they're hurting themselves mainly, but are they making up some of their symptoms? Mm, And what would be their motive if not. Some people just like, we, this is one thing in two years of working in primary care, people just like coming to the fucking doctor's office. Some people hate Judy, it.
2: I will second that all day because I've worked in a mental hospital previously and people would come there to malinger and you could tell, like, you would think you would be so scared to be in a mental hospital. They were living their best life. So, yeah. some people like
1: medical attention. It's weird. Again, I mean, it I, the is. attention threat um, theme
2: yeah it really
1: it
0: really is yeah these are
2: people that can't turn down giving you attention you know what i mean maybe that's like a
0: surefire thing for them something's missing like they're just not obviously fulfilled people because i feel like almost if you're taking these actions going to mental hospitals you know just instead of going to work and things of that nature like something you're trying to get fulfilled in some way but I wonder That's, about their yeah. psyche. Like, why? I keep finding myself asking why with, with all of these cases and topics that we're talking about. If
2: you read those list of deficiencies for Munchausen specifically in their brains, a lot is missing. Jen, you are right there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 it's almost
1: like, you just, that part is, a, I almost don't want to believe that there's something wrong with their brain. Because yeah. I, I think, do you think that people are fundamentally bad or good?
2: Hmm. I honestly do, and I know that's an unpopular good. opinion in themselves. I think they are fundamentally what they are. Whether I do believe there are good people and there are bad people, where a lot of people wouldn't say that—that that everybody is gray. You know what I mean? That good and bad exists inside of everybody. Oh, absolutely. Well,
1: yeah. I mean, good and bad. But I mean, I'm talking bad, bad. Like I'm how not talking
0: far like, will you go,
2: bad? Right. Like right. all the way.
0: <laughs> like that. Like bad, bad. Like met, like with your chemical makeup and your brain or it's like because now I'm, I'm like they're souls Jen right they you know. souls okay okay because I feel like we always
1: and, and and being in medicine too I feel like that we always look for reasons and I, I'm a big reason searcher but I don't know that, yeah, that phrase that's, that's where I keep finding I'm, myself yeah I'm always looking for reasons for things the scientific reasons it just helps me with my own issues too it just I like to have answers to things that's just the way I am across the board but a part of me thinks that there's just that there's just some people who were just fundamentally evil.
2: I completely agree with you, Jen T- Judy. Uh, Judy.
1: Oh, you know, two
2: J's, two,
0: two, <laughs> two J's, <laughs> J's and an A,
1: two J's and an A, <laughs> <J-J-A>. Hey, hey. <laughs> no,
0: not to, not to,
1: no. And that's why that's why we did the trigger warning and yeah. and the treatment for it is. Cognitive <laughs> behavioral therapy, which is a treatment for us guys for anxiety disorder. Wait, the oh, treatment for munchies
0: is yep.
2: cognitive behavioral therapy. <laughs> yeah. Good luck to you. Is this same If you're that therapist, goddamn. Like,
1: yep, or the DPT, which is what is DPT again, Anna? Do you know that? It's like the D. Oh, it's,
2: dialectical behavioral yeah. therapy. Yeah. That's, yeah. Uh, That's more, oh, I guess it's confronting yourself more so, whereas like CBT is like rearranging your thought patterns and how you think.
1: Yeah, good luck with that. So
2: the same treatment, (laughs) the same
1: treatment with. that's supposed to help people like us who have anxiety and panic and all that kind of stuff is supposed to be the same treatment that's going to
2: help. That uh, doesn't even sound right. I, I swear, this is what I looked up because I'm like, what? what is What is the cure for this? I don't think there is a cure like no. narcissism. No. The insight is not there to want to be better for no. yourself. Jail.
1: Jail is the cure.
2: Uh, I was going to say a padded room maybe yeah, for absolutely. indefinitely.
1: Absolutely. I know that probably sounds harsh to people, but it's the fucking truth.
0: Yeah, and how can these people really help themselves like they have to want you have to want to help yourself too and i don't think these types of people with these disorders want to like it's not even in their it's not even on their mind my
2: thing is affect yourself in any way you want yeah affect yourself in any way you want but don't take it now to everybody in your circle you know so when I mean? And
0: people that don't even know you that are just reading your story online yeah. off of a page that you made. It's very exploitative, to say the least, Absolutely. and manipulative, straight yeah, up. Yeah, like seeking sympathy mm-hmm. for a fake case, and you know it's fake, and you made the case up to be what it is. That's what, in the in like the said, situation. It,
1: it, the, the big thing with it is that there's like no break from reality. Like the, right. there's, it's not like they're exactly. psychotic. They're not psychotic. They're not psychopaths. The, you know, that's different. You know, they, they 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 they're still very much in touch with reality. Too much so. Um, they know Adi, their cause
2: and effect. Absolutely.
1: And adding, you know, you know, I, you do a lot with this. You, you used to work a lot with psych, right?
2: Yes, absolutely. Um, we never had Munchausen cases, but I guess. I guess we wanted to add this on the end just to give like a little beacon of hope that like people can get better. Yeah. Um I worked closely with a lot of schizophrenic patients. And I know this sounds so weird to say, but like for that population, I have such an open heart. Um, oh, of course. Because even when they're in the thick of psychosis, their personalities really shine through that you could tell that they're under there somewhere. Absolutely. That, that Absolutely. must be
0: crazy to see
2: and yeah. be a part of. And you into- know what's crazy to see in the best way is to see them get better right. and to go back to themselves because it's almost like they're so lost wow. in their minds, seeing things, you know, auditory, you know. What's up? I'm visual, terrified. yeah, write,
1: visual cues. Uh, yeah, I is, know Judy.
2: This rings close to home. I'm for. so scared of it. Yeah,
1: it's when I first got diagnosed with anxiety disorder. I, I guess or and panic disorder. I just felt so disconnected from myself that I I couldn't bring myself to think that this is actually anxiety because I just feel like that's such a weak word for such a strong feeling, mm-hmm. but. <sighs> so I started Googling years ago I started Googling on my dial-up network probably (laughs) um, for those elder millennials out there Um, and I Googled you know different things and I said oh my god maybe I have something else maybe I have you know I just looked up all these weird psychiatric disorders and I, I I was like what if I'm schizophrenic and then I was like just waiting to hear voices or like visual and I would and your my-
0: symptoms
2: matched
1: schizophrenia no. symptoms oh I no I think she got herself
2: all. to a point where maybe she was like am I hearing things like oh, no
1: okay. I, I actually no no I never did I was afraid that was going to start to happen yeah. to me I was afraid that I was because I just kept getting like panic on attack. the brink of it yeah. yeah I kept getting a panic attack after a panic attack after a panic attack and I just felt so when you have that adrenaline and cortisol running through your veins you just feel like just kind of like do you realize and depersonalized so you like you just don't feel like yourself Mm -hmm. and i just was like what if i'm gonna break from reality completely that was you know anxiety is the what if disorder Mm -hmm. so i had this whole yeah i had this whole fear but i would I, i drove myself crazy i would watch these videos i would take these tests online to see if i had it now i could laugh because obviously i know that i don't have it oh thank god knock on wood but it's one of those diseases that terrifies the living shit out of me. It's just like how we fear like brain tumors and yeah. you know, it's 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 on the list there. And if you like go onto forums with people that have like health anxiety like we do and stuff like yeah. that, schizophrenia is up there because it's so terrifying. It's
2: right? I think it's wildly misunderstood too, because realistically when they're better, they could be some of the best people you know, but at the time they were unwell. I mean You know, maybe they had voices to burn down their apartment building, which I knew a man like that. And he was the most peaceful, docile Mm -hmm. man. I mean, he lost his kid to that, you know, a momentary lapse of your mental health. And now your whole life is turned upside down. And unfortunately, that's the story for a lot of these people, which I mean... It's so crazy to see them get better through all those obstacles
0: because, you know, their illness is making their outside world change.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Wait,
0: Anna, you're saying going through a traumatic experience would bring on schizophrenia? Is that what you mean by talking about that man who lost his kid? It's it's dependent on age. And okay. he lost the kid to the wife, not like lost in the fire
2: that oh, he tried okay. to oh, set. Oh, yeah, okay. Okay. No, no. okay. No, I did want to clarify on that because okay. he... This man was no murderer. It's just Aww. so sad. Yeah,
1: I know. I th- there's they they are they're gentle people. It's that's why it's scary. It's so scary because because uh, uh, you imagine how scary it is to have yeah. a fucking voice in your head. And right. Jen,
2: just the way it does come for those more sensitive people. You know, maybe trauma is a bit of a trigger for it. And I know there's an onset age to be wary of, and that yep, I that passed, works I passed, that, age. I passed that age. I was excited
1: about that when I passed that age. I
2: believe it's your early teens into like your late. 20s, Judy. Correct me for, if I'm for wrong. For women,
1: it's a little bit older than men. Uh, for women, it's, it's I know a ridiculous amount of facts of this, just because not even because of my job, but because of my research. That's why
2: I'm conferring with the yes. expert.
1: So in 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 males, it's usually younger, like late teens, early 20s. In women, it's usually, um, could be late teens sometimes too, but usually comes by like the late 20s the latest.
2: Judy, honestly. Knock on wood, knock on wood. Just genuinely thank you for sharing I that so that. much because this is how it happens. It affects otherwise normal functioning people. I mean, I knew somebody who was an executive of an IT department. You know, it's just, it's heartbreaking how far they fall and then when they come back to themselves like i said nothing is the same nothing is there for them like that man's job wasn't there that man's kid wasn't there it's so sad
1: like when it you is. when you're talking about this like i am like, it literally gives me my my anxieties here because i just remember just 20 years ago just being so fucking scared of it yeah. i really i was convinced it was that that was making me anxious or was a brain tumor you know you go down that rabbit yeah. hole Absolutely. And I, Because I said, this just can't be my nerves. You know, I hate it when people say, it's your nerves. It's your, like, what the fuck does that even mean? You well, know? if
2: they're my nerves, they're shot to shit. I'll <laughs> tell you that <laughs> much.
1: <laughs> but, but yeah, 20 years later, I realized it was not schizophrenia. Thank God. Um, still knock on wood somewhere.
2: You would have bounced back, Judy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. no, yeah, that's really, not, yeah. Well,
1: I don't, I don't want to roll those dice. I don't want to roll those <laughs> Fair dice. Fair enough. Uh, but yeah, no, I give a lot of respect to people that you know, go through that and that work with that population it's and and you're right they're they're just gentle souls really on the inside for the
2: majority i've never seen somebody come back who wasn't just one of the most likable people that's why my heart really bleeds for these people absolutely just in general i want to shout out anybody who's struggling with anything um Mm -hmm. i think we could all attest to that that we know that life is not easy especially when you have your own mind working against you. Yeah, um, absolutely. So where people yeah. want to stigmatize, I just want to give praise, and yeah. I just want to yeah. genuinely say that.
1: I could attest to the fact that there are that people that you would never imagine that have mental illness or anxiety, depression, self-image issues. Uh, again, because of the people how people confide in me and stuff like that, which is which is nice. I've gotten to really really see how many people that really does affect and so uh, everybody's crazy we're all a little crazy I, I'm not to use that word you know derogatory or whatever but you know, I, I think it's true
0: yeah and I think you made a good point earlier Judy saying that you were diagnosed with anxiety and you were like, well, I have such big, strong feelings. How Mm -hmm. is it just anxiety? And you almost felt like it couldn't just be anxiety. But I think it's good to talk about how anxiety is also so many things and it's not quite textbook explanation definition. Absolutely. And so much comes on with it. And I think the three of us all have anxiety in different forms types and ways and well yeah that's how
1: that's how we with the
0: anxiety yeah, group and I stuff yeah i should say i think i mean you know <laughs> yeah. we all we all have anxiety um and i think that's that's what we also are going to get into next our anxieties and how and what kind of took us to having anxiety in the way that we do into our next episode we're going to talk about that yeah the next episode but they're, they're forcing me They're
1: forcing me, my girls are forcing me to taste some pretentious ass beer.
0: Yes, only because you hate it so much. Yeah, we'll see. As you explained in your last episode. I don't think you're going to hate it. I don't know. We'll see. We're going to give her
2: the real full-on brewery experience.
0: Yeah, nuts and all. (laughs) Nuts and all. (laughs) In a bowl. (laughs) Munch on. So, yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening. We hope that we gave you some knowledge on, on the topic. And we really, really, again, as Anna said, you're not alone. You know, anyone's suffering or struggling and we're, we're here for you. It's true. But um, and we know that this was a really hard topic too, with
1: the Munchausen. Going back to the Munchausen, that's a really you know deep, hard topic. But we felt like we should just hit on it because I feel like it's been everywhere now because of Gypsy. Yeah, Gypsy put it out there. I mean, at least she's getting people to talk about it.
0: Yeah, and 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 definitely. And I know that she also did say she wants to bring knowledge and light to people in these situations and offer help. So I think could
1: we also talk about that? Wait, just before we go, Anna thoughts on her husband. Oh, that she looks—he looks exactly like the
0: mom. No, he it's does. So it's, 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 really it's so Freudian. It's really crazy. Fucking
2: Freudian. Pardon my French, but
0: come Ooh, on now. And How many hanging fruit can no. you grab? It's—it's <laughs> it's not even a stretch. Like the side-by-side photos are not edited that you're seeing online. Like it, it is—they really do look like full
2: circle, baby. Yeah, end yeah. one to to begin the other. I guess yeah. I don't even know.
1: The Freudian—it really is so deeply Freudian. It's not even funny. Oh, it gives me the heebie-jeebies.
0: Oh. Please, <laughs> yeah, no, no. yeah. (laughs)
1: all right guys thanks for listening thank you so much for listening bye guys bye